You're listening to Radio Maria, and this is Diving Deeper. And today we have Pascal Mary Rakovich, who is with us to tell us all about the catechesis program for preschool children and primary aged children. It's called the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I'm very delighted to introduce you all to Pascal Mary Rakovich. Hello, Pascal. How are you? Hello. Good, thank you. I'm very touched to be invited to speak about this catechesis. Um, and I love the title Diving Deeper and thinking about uh, how we are diving deeper with these little ones. Um, wanting to foster and nurture and develop and um, grow with them as, a, as their faith emerges from such a young age. So, um, yes, maybe some of you have heard of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd because it is spreading around the world quite rapidly. Um, it began as a vision, really, back in 1954, uh, with Dr. Sophia Cavalletti, who was a Hebrew and scripture scholar and a member of the Vatican Commission for Jewish-Christian Relations. And together with her colleague, Professor Gianna Gobi, who was a Montessori-trained educator, they uh, just really um, observed that from a very young age, children were so open to the faith and had a huge capacity to love and to be loved and to enter into this unconditional love relationship. And that this needed to be carried and accompanied and needed to grow. So for many years, I think at least 20 years, they developed this Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, which um, it's an experience really for children to help them form uh, a loving relationship with God. And the Montessori method um, really was so that it could be um, Taught, the faith could be taught to the children um, in a way that uh, meets them where they're at. So even in what we call an atrium, which is a place where we do the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, um, there are many, many materials. And um, the three-year-old is taught just by some, sometimes just some very practical exercises um, with practical works, pouring and spooning and um, for those of you who are familiar a little bit with the Montessori, um, their bodies um, become still and it's in that stillness and that, that silencing of their bodies um, that they can listen more and then it's the time to speak the word of God and, and introduce them more into the mysteries of the faith. So, um, yes, so this Catechesis of the Good Shepherd developed and it's really beautiful. It, it really developed in Rome and it has spread all over the world. John Paul II uh, came to observe the children working in an atrium and working with the materials and listening to the word of God. And he came away saying, that's the best homily I've ever heard. <laughs> it's really um, 
very it's very very beautiful to to see um, these small small children and how receptive they are um, to God and and to discovering His love for them. And and also the missionaries of charity have taken on the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. They've taken it on. Um, it's uh, for every missionary of charity. Um, it's used as part of their formation in their novitiate uh, to teach them to how to enter into contemplation, um, and and then they're also trained to themselves be, become catechists of the Good Shepherd. So they are all over the world, and that's the the catechesis that they choose um, to catechize these children in, obviously in many very poor countries. And they will use the resources that they can um, to carry out this catechism sometimes to the children on the streets. Um, so it really is all over the world and it's and it's been growing and growing rapidly. And uh, and it's and it's um, in many places in the UK now. So um, what is uh, an atrium? <laughs> well, an atrium, the, the word was chosen really for this space in a, a room preferably a large room but some people they they begin in their garden sheds uh, wherever they can um, preferably close to a parish connected to a parish priest as well but ideally a, a fairly large room which is created made for little ones so when a child steps into this room they really understand that this room is theirs and it's their space and everything there is for them and it's all little. <laughs> so we have little tables and little chairs and um, everything is about the right size for them. Uh, you know, s smaller Bibles or smaller little scripture booklets and little models. Um, and most of these materials, preferably even almost all of them, have been homemade and the child picks up on that and sees that um, all this has been made and is provided for them and they delight in it. And that's what we want. We want them to, we want to value their littleness, their smallness and um, for them to delight in it. And we delight in it too. Um, so they are very, very um, receptive in this space. Um, and Yes, little by little, we reveal, we, well, we journey with them, really, as, as we discover more and more about our faith. Um, the atrium itself will have various areas in it. Um, there's the, uh, the, a very important area, called the, which is the prayer corner, and the child will, will learn from a very young age how to build, how to set up a prayer corner. Um, choosing a little statue, a can, having a candle, having a little scripture quote, um, making a little bouquet of flowers for it, um, laying down the right liturgical colour, uh, whichever time we're in, in the liturgy. Uh, all these things uh, are introduced to them little by little. Uh, so they begin to own, own the space and have a certain independence and autonomy they, they can come into the atrium and um, straight away they might choose their favorite space in the atrium um, there are um, areas in the atrium that cover really uh, our liturgy and 
we can have we have a geography area. They really understand this the aspect of the incarnation. There's a globe that they can touch and feel, and a little red dot they can see where Jesus was born, and and we have um, little relief maps that have been made. You know, um, some mothers have spent ages, you know, with papier mâché making a little relief map and painting it so that it looks like the rugged territory of Israel and with a, a three little flags, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and, 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 and it becomes more and more real to the child. We move into, we have an area for the infancy narratives and uh, the, the key infancy narratives that are recounted in the gospel, the, the annunciation, the visitation, uh, the nativity of our Lord, the presentation in the temple, the finding of Jesus, um, not the finding of Jesus, what was the other one? The, the escape into Egypt, uh, oh, the adoration of the Magi. All of these um, gospels will have their own work. It'll be a little diorama, a little wooden diorama with little figures that um, are either painted or covered in fabric, a little peg figures that the children can touch and, and, and move around. And each one of those infancy narratives, for example, will have a little scripture booklet that's been handwritten and the child can choose to work with that work um, and and either if they can read already they can read from this little scripture booklet that accompanies it or a catechist can read for them while they work with the material and as they're working with the material they're fully engaged with what they see and touch and hear and they're they're just taking it all in and they can come back again and again and again to the same gospel passage and you just see the wonder on their faces and the stillness and the peace. Um, and that really is, uh, yeah, the, the, it's remarkable to see, um, you know, six, seven, eight little three to six year olds um, uh, milling around, uh, often very independently in silence, um, uh, just, you can sometimes hear the word of God, a catechist speaking the word of God. Um, another one is praying at the prayer corner quietly. They're taken seriously and they take it seriously. <laughs> um, so it's very, very beautiful. Um, the, the, uh, yes, coming back to the reason why it's called an atrium. I mean, the origins of the word atrium this it's this space which is you know away from the road, so to speak, but yet not yet maybe in the main um part of a house or, or of a church and and the the, the 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 churches or cathedrals may have had an atrium which you step into and it's like a waiting a preparing area before you step into the main body of the church where you will then step into the liturgy and the life of the sacraments and it was often in the atrium that the um, catechumens received their instruction to prepare them um for, for their their a new life in in the church so um yes so 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 atri an atrium is often very light as well um lots of windows and light coming in so it's an attractive space so that's that was really the the reason why um those who are catechists of the good shepherd and ha that we have an atrium we call it an atrium and the children run to the atrium and it's often their favorite time of the week every week they're there for two hours and it's not just the three to six year olds, we've got um, the six to nine year olds in level two and the uh, nine to 12 year olds in level three. So there's three levels because they're all very much different phases of development in the child. So 
each of the catechesis of the Good Shepherd for each level um, will be um, given. It'll be a separate session um, catering to the child in that stage of development. I'm particularly very happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, still, I've still got two little ones. So, um, uh, yeah, thank you for that beautiful introduction and uh, my question was um yes. why it was called a, an atrium so you've you, yeah. i was thinking why is it called an atrium what does that mean, does that mean? Yeah. so thank you for that excellent excellent description um and i think this is a nice time to go into the first song that you've chosen um yes psalm 23 yes so favorite. so I, the reason i chose <laughs> this one is because um the main theme really in this level one atrium for the three to six year olds is the good shepherd. They uh, are going to enter into this relationship with God, discovering him as the good shepherd who loves them, who knows them by name. And so um, we always come back to um, pondering this amazing mystery of, of God, of Jesus as the good shepherd who loves them so much. Thank you. We're going to listen to so we're going to listen to the Lord's My Shepherd by Stuart Townsend. Thank you. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still waters. His goodness restores my soul. And I will trust in you. And I will trust in you. For you are with me and your 
listening to Diving Deeper and we've had a great introduction to the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd uh, very kindly shared by Pascal Mary Rakovic so we're welcoming you back thank you Pascal thank you. Mary please do continue yeah well it's a beautiful song um, and with those words I will trust in you alone um, speaking of God's goodness this is really the discovery of the three to six-year-old child in the level one of the atrium. Um, in the, in the, it has a very central part in the atrium. We have a little, um, know, it's hard to describe, a little border, bo a board covered in green with a little fence um, enclosure. And we have a little 2D model of the Good Shepherd and 10 little sheep that surround him. And there's a gate that the child can open and close. And um, throughout their time in level one, we will slowly reveal to them or, or read to them some of those passages about the Good Shepherd. Um, the first one, I think, is the, the Good Shepherd calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And so while the catechist reads this, um, she then silently takes the Good Shepherd and opens the gate and lead, and he goes out in front of the sheep and then the sheep follow. And, and the children just sit in silence and watch this. And we keep reading the next bit. And when he's brought out all his own, I've got the scripture booklet with me here, I brought it over. He goes ahead of them. So you, you know, and silently you move ahead. So the children are so absorbed. <laughs> By, by, by what's going on. And we don't say, tell them, this is what it means. And we ponder and wonder with them. We really, as catechists, we want to be really poor, as in we're not telling the children what to think, what to believe. We're just um, reading the scriptures to them as they are, not diluted or changed, and letting God speak to their hearts. And it's so beautiful seeing their faces at that moment of dawning. Oh my goodness, it's me, I'm the sheep, and Jesus is the shepherd and he knows me and my name and, <laughs> and, you know, and I can follow him. And, you know, it's so, so beautiful. And, and then maybe you know, a year later or six months later, um, you might then read the, the, the found the, the lost sheep and how you know he just goes out of his way to go and find this lost sheep and sure enough you know we've hidden the sheep around the back of the table on the floor and 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 and, and the, they see that the good shepherd diligently looking for this sheep and then the joy that he has when he finds the sheep and you know all we can say at the end of the reading after a moment of silence is oh, I wonder how the shepherd felt when he found that sheep and, 
and, and I wonder how the sheep felt when he found after was found after being lost, and, and 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 how he felt when the good shepherd put him on his shoulders and took him back to the fold, and it's slowly, slowly um, bringing the child into this wonderful and we hope lifelong uh, conviction, deep conviction of how good God is, how deep his love is for each and every one of them. And I think it's important that we um, lay those foundations really solid um, in this first level, three to six, because when they start to hit that the second level with the age of reasoning, six to nine, um, suddenly they're really thinking about things. Things become a bit more moralistic. And if we um, only start to speak to them about the faith around that age, um, without the foundation of how much God loves them and how good he is, then um, they are already in this phase of uh, God maybe appearing to be a judge that they, they would be frightened of. And it's a, a real shame to prepare them for their first confession and their first communion thinking that. <laughs> Um, you want them to just run into his arms uh, for confession, um, knowing that he delights in finding them again. <laughs> um, so, so yes, yeah, so so we enter into this second level, which is very different, and the child is very different. And sometimes it's quite surprising uh, to see how different the, the six to nine year old is. Um, so we have different parables for them that will um, speak to their hearts. And what's center to the level two atrium is the true vine, because for them, now it's all about relationship. They're leaving out their fam you know, leaving their families a little bit, branching out and forming friendships. And it's all about community and their place in it. And so the true vine really speaks to them when they can discover, you know, they hear those words, I am the vine, you are the branches, you know. Um, Without me, you can do nothing. Cut off from me, uh, you can do nothing. But if you're with me, attached to me, you will bear much fruit. And um, and it's in that context that we prepare them for their first confession and the sacrament of confession, that they don't want anything to block that sap that runs through the vine into them and allows them to bear fruit and keeps them connected to Jesus. So... Um, Yes. Yeah, so, so again, and the, the, the six to nine year old becomes more and more autonomous. So they're confident now with most of the works in the atrium and they start to lead the prayer themselves and um, do things together. Uh, and and we have we have we have a, an art area. We have I, I didn't mention all the different areas, but we have um, a, like a Eucharist area where we really look at the Eucharist. We have the parables, the kingdom parables. Um, in in the level one, we all look at the mustard seed that's so small but grows into a beautiful big tree, and the child somehow understands that there's a mystery there for them. Um, and then the level two, it'll be more about relationship, how to act, and we'll have um, above that section on um, the kingdom parables for the for the level two. We've got um, these golden tablets and. Um, that have got engraved on them the, the two great commandments and they know that everything needs to fit into that uh, how how to love god how to love one another and they really explore that it's 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 just right for them so 
So, and I, do you know, I haven't yet trained for level three. I'm, I'm not the biggest expert, <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to it. I know that the level two and level three kind of go into each other as the, the child becomes more and more autonomous, wants to do their own research. We have a wonderful array of carefully selected books where they can discover more about the Holy Land, about connections in scripture. Um, yes, that they're a lot more autonomous. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> At the moment, we've got um, lots of children. So I live in Walsingham, uh, the, the National Shrine of Our Lady. It's a huge grace, a huge blessing. And um, and over the last five years, more and more families have moved here. And so we have a huge increase, influx of children. <laughs> so we had to <laughs> start an atrium and several mothers trained there's quite a rigorous training for for the catechists. Uh, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of materials to make, hours of material making, but I really enjoy that part of it because um, it's also almost like a retreat for me to be making these materials while pondering the Gospels. Um, so yes, we, that's, that's, uh, we're, we're here in, in Walsingham with a little atrium that's growing. What a blessing that is. Um, yeah. And so you're not just in Walsingham, you're all over, you said you're all over the world. Yes, yes. So obviously the missionaries of charity have taken all, all over the world. Uh, big in America, um, many, many, um, well, the Catechese of the Good Shepherd, I think, is pretty much all over America. Um, in England, there's um, there are atriums in London, several atriums in London, in Surrey, Sussex, Norfolk, Liverpool, Cumbria, Durham, Hertfordshire, Kent. I'm reading. There's four, soon to be five in Scotland. In Cambridge? Uh, and and in Cambridge there is, yes. I think it's, um, is there a parish St. Lawrence in Cambridge? <laughs> That's my parish. <laughs> really? <laughs> I should know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the thing is, it might be very discreet simply because it requires so much training for the catechist and then um, and then so much time investment to make all these materials and for it to grow. It doesn't just happen overnight. So um, I think an, an atrium really kicks off when there's a team uh, and, and that there are several mothers who say, we really want this for our children. And they can, um, because we, we do tend to be at least two catechists or one catechist and an, an assistant, sometimes even two assistants. It depends how many children you are. And we, we can't be, sadly, we can't be too many children in the atrium. Uh, in London, it's wonderful because they have so many catechists that they have, you know, atrium on a Monday, atrium on a Tuesday, atrium on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, you, so um, you know, they can, I think, welcome uh, a lot of children. But when we start small, you know, we, we've experienced the challenge of, of not always being able to welcome all the children and having a, a waiting list because um, the children do need that space and that calm. And so we can't overcrowd it. Uh, so, so that's something to pray about, that uh, we have um, more people inspired to, to learn this catechesis. Uh, for, for almost for every year of uh, uh, being, um, having, having enough uh, catechesis sessions to be able to give, to, pre to present to the children, you need a full week of training. So often the catechists will, for example, in the summer, 
have a full week of training, which will be led almost like a retreat um, so that we really enter into um, how this is supposed to be delivered to the children and how we're supposed to accompany them. Yeah, that's important. These are the new generation. We, um, I will be researching this <laughs> later on this evening and um, finding out some more about that. So um, I think it's time for another music break. Yeah, you've chosen another piece of music. Yes. What have you chosen for? Us? So um, I chose um, a new commandment I give unto you. Because, uh, again, just looking at the level two, um, how this child from age six to nine is really seeing everything now in the light of how to uh, love God with all their mind, all their heart and all their strength and how to love their neighbour. So I thought it's quite a bit of a churchy um, song just to put us in that um, space of prayer, but also just using the word of God to sing. Um, Beautiful. Thank you very much. Let's have a listen.
Mm, that was beautiful. Thank you very much for, for choosing that lovely, peaceful piece of music there. Thank you. Um, we are listening to Diving Deeper with Pascal Mary Rakovic, who's giving us a lovely introduction to the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, this program for preschool and primary school aged children. It's been really excellent to hear that there's lots around the country and around the world. So please do continue, Pascal. Uh, well, um, it's yes, it, it is for the child aged three to 12. But um, now we're even developing pre three <laughs> for little toddlers, um, because uh, there seems to be a demand. They they um, they love it too. Uh, so we're developing materials that even the, the 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 toddler can can spend that time. Um, what's so beautiful beautiful about this catechesis is that um, when a child uh, on a weekly basis comes to an atrium for it's usually a two hour session. Um, which can seem a really long time for little ones, but they are so absorbed and peaceful and parents sometimes are, are allowed to come in and observe and they can't believe it when they see their, you know, fidgety little boy who can't keep still is actually still and quiet. And <laughs> um, so it does have an amazing effect on, on these little ones. Um, to just live, it's almost like a, a it's almost like a, a, a chapel. I mean, we spoke about the atrium, uh, this preparation to go into you know, the main body of the church, but it's definitely a space of prayer and deep peace. And we can see the deep joy in, in the children as they just listen to the word of God and, and um, discover the, his, his great gifts and his mysteries and, that he wants to reveal to them. And, and so on a weekly basis, they're coming into Atrium and it's normal for them to have this time of listening to God and praying and um, just being and, and, and rejoicing in, in their faith um, in this God that loves them so much. So, so we do have these three levels uh, officially, three to six, six to nine and nine to 12 years. But the 12 years do not want to leave. <laughs> and um, and I, I've got a, a friend in Portugal. They, they, they are now looking at a level four to prepare their 12 plus year olds for confirmation, but also simply because they don't want to leave. They want to continue. They love the environment. They love these two hours a week um, of and, and more. Uh, so so it is you know growing and, and i've got two 14 year olds in my atrium um who absolutely love it i mean it's the highlight of their week that they're they're beautiful beautiful girls uh who who continue who continue in atrium i thought i thought i've, I've got um a little testimony i could read of um of a catechist who I thought it'd be nice to hear someone else's speaking, <laughs> even though it's not giving me my voice. I'll read it out. Um, just so. Every day in the atrium is an encounter with the God of love and an encounter 
with children who are falling in love with him. It is a privilege and joy to accompany the children on their journey with the Good Shepherd, to listen to their earnest questions, to ponder the word of God together, to witness their delight in moments of deep understanding, their serene satisfaction in their work, and their desire to spend as much time as possible in the atrium. So often when the children get to the end of a two-hour session, they ask if they can stay longer. After 15 years as a catechist, I continue to be amazed by how much more there is to discover of God's love and truth and how much there is to learn from each and every child. The less I say and the more we listen, the more beautiful the journey for all of us. And um, and I've 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 witnessed um, teenagers and now growing into young adults who have been through the catechesis of the Good Shepherd since the age of three, and they are so alive. They are so alive in their faith. They are real young adults of prayer. Um, yes, so strong, so beautiful, so joyful. Um, yeah. Children just children just get it, don't they? Yes. They just yes. Get it. They they yeah. are so just they just know how to rest and be peaceful in the you know. Yeah. They yeah. just get it. We could learn a lot from our children. <laughs> yes, we do. And and a lot of catechists say that they think they get much more out of this than the children. <laughs> Because we too spend those two hours just reading or listening to the word of God and, yes, quietly journeying with them. I think this is such an important ministry. Yeah. Pascal, we really need to um, advertise this more. <laughs> um, because I, St. Lawrence's is my parish. I have, I'm not, my, my children are a little bit older, so they're all at school and yes. um, school, primary school secondary school, college and university. So that's yes. perhaps why I haven't, but I will definitely be looking this up in Cambridge. So, I'm, I'm not hugely, um, I, don't, I don't know too much about the atrium in Cambridge. I just know that I was on a course with a young mother. I think she had her third child on her hip at that time. And it was maybe eight years ago. And I think she's had many more children since then. So I can imagine, I, I know that she was struggling then because she was on her own. But she really wanted to give this catechesis to her children and to any other little children. But I, I, I'm not sure she would have openly advertised it. I think it's, um, you know, in the early stages as a developer, uh, as a, an atrium develops, um, we really, um, I suppose, wait for young mothers or even grandmothers. This is just yeah. a wonderful um, role and mission for grandmothers to step into or people who are who are single and who who love children and um, love the contemplative life because it really is a very contemplative um, way of catechizing um, so so you know for, for those and we've had men as well go on the courses um, and we and they're, they're not, not always Catholic as well it's um, the mysteries of the faith given it's the gospel that's read and um pondered so uh 
that there are there are many opportunities there. So so yes, I think waiting for young mothers and or grandmothers or anyone who who would feel prompted to train to be able to offer this catechesis so that more children can receive it um, yeah, as, as, as a normal part of their life would be wonderful. It's the greatest gift we can give, isn't it? Yes, yes. So I'm going to open up the phone lines and ask our listeners if there's anyone out there who would like to speak to Pascal Mary Rakovich about this Catechesis of the Good Shepherd program. Um, please do, if you have any questions or if you have any comments. Like I said, the lines are open and you can call the studio line on 01223 375 564. I'll repeat that, 01223 375 564. Shall we have another music break? I think we're going to be listening to, you'd think you chose, ah, Breathe On Me, Breath of God. This is performed by the Stonely Band. Okay, let's have a listen. Oops. I know that's the wrong song. <laughs> oh, I did have it. Here we go. Breathe on me, breath of God, by the Stonely Band. This is definitely it this time. <laughs> Sorry about that.
Pascal, we have got a caller. We've got Tammy on the line from, did you say you're from Be- Beckingham in Kent? That's right, yes. Oh, hi. Tammy, <laughs> you're, through, you're through to Pascal. Hi, Pascal. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, thank you so much for everything that you've, you've said about the catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Um, I'm, I'm part trained myself. That was many years ago. And I just think it's, it is so beautiful, um, and and it's. I, I think all, all children should should be doing it really. Um, but something you said really struck me as an adult. You were saying that if they don't have this whole love of the good um, shepherd when they're in the three to six years, um, and you said it so beautifully how um, you know Jesus looks at his sheep and are lost and. Um, you know, he carries them on his shoulders and everything, and that's how children should feel when they go in confession um, for their first confession and all their confessions. Um, but uh, if they don't have that that foundation, they will... and, and that's how I thought was a little bit like that. So what you've actually said has helped me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Oh. As a judge. <laughs> so, sorry, Pascal, Mary, did you were you able to hear all so all of that? Sorry, it was a yes. Bit, I'm, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Tammy. It was a bit of a bad line for for a bit oh, there. Oh, sorry. Oh, I can. That's better. It, it broke up a little bit, but uh, yes, I think um, even as grown ups, <laughs> we can go back again and again to the the Good Shepherd passages um, and rediscover, you know, just. Uh, how yeah, even even the Psalm twenty three you, you know we have it calligraphied and framed in the atrium for the children so that they can just um, read any passage and they love to write it up copy it up you know the Lord's my shepherd I have everything I need he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters like they are so full of trust that the good shepherd will only look after them and and lead them to to clear waters and give them the very best and and come and find them if they get lost and so um no i I totally agree that it's it's something that we can all rediscover um reading again the word of god listening to it taking time with it uh, as a as also as a regular part of our lives is that what you were saying tammy Unfortunately, the, uh, Tammy's ha- the the lines cut, cut off. off but, <laughs> but I know <laughs> but she's I, listening. Tammy, thank yeah. you so much for your call. Um, we do have another caller. We have thank Augusta you. from Cambridge. Augusta, you're through to Pascal. Thank you, hello, Pascal. Pa- pa- can you? Uh, hello, hello, Augusta. Okay. Hello, Augusta. Hello, dear. Now, um, I. I'm, I, I'm liking what you're saying. Yes. But I would like very much if you would consider putting these um, uh, programs on for people in their 18, in their 18th <laughs> year. And starting at their 18th year and carrying on. And in the meantime, Putting 
the little ones aged four and above it, uh, and the front row of the congregation, and explaining to them with little rosary beads and little prayer books that our blessed Lord is in the tabernacle there. Yes. And yes. explain to them that our blessed Lord is real and entire. Yes, and yes. And that they'll see our blessed Lord through Mass and, for, and teach the parents. Perhaps you could get the parents to be in the, in the atrium. And then they could tell their children to look at our Lord when the priest has the host in his hand and is raising it up to God. And then they will realize from the age of four that God is there in the blessed sacrament and yes. not little dolls about the place. Yes. And so, and uh, also for the confessional, that if they commit little sins, that they go to the priest who loves them, and the priest is there in place of God, and yes. they tell the little sins to God, yes. to the priest. Yes. And then they... they will understand that it's true a human being that they tell the priest their sins to, and not a doll. In, in the atrium, and that they, they also see the actual host. I remember when I was four, sitting or kneeling in the front row of the church, of the uh, congregation, and the church had emptied, it was after Mass, but I was still sitting there, and uh, there were one or two people saying the stations of the cross round the church. And I was sitting there loving God in the, um, in the, um, uh, what do you call it? In, in the um, tabernacle. In the tabernacle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the tabernacle. And I knew it was God in the tabernacle, mm. not a little mm. statue somewhere else. Pascal, um, yes, that's, that's beautiful that you yes. have that memory. And, I, and when I went out with boys, I knew the difference between a Protestant and a Catholic. Uh, and my faith was too strong to go out with a Protestant. Mm. And, I, and I know quite a number of girls in my class and they married Protestants and their their religion was brought their marriage was broken up. Uh oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Um, Pascal, thank you. you thank yes. you thank you for your call, Augusta. Um Pascal, did you say that you have a little section in the atrium where they have the a tabernacle yes. um, uh, that they can Yes, it's it's a little area called the life of the church and it's very eucharistic centered and they learn things that i never knew it's so beautiful and my four-year-old spends um most of his atriums in that little corner um just pondering the the yes the the mystery of the eucharist really 
and and ho hopefully then takes it into the the mass and is able to live the sacraments and um, the liturgy of the church more deeply. That's that's really beautiful and so important. Um, in fact, yes. I did put it to my parish priest at St. Lawrence's, um, perhaps maybe introducing the the um, the, uh, the the monstrance. The Blessed Sacrament yes. to the children yes. for maybe just, we, you know, we, we, it, time it, maybe like 10 minutes for the little ones, 15 minutes yes. for the, just, yes. just to let them feel, feel yes. it because that's, yes. you know, just really feel Jesus. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I know that they're doing that. Uh, somebody mentioned that to me. I think it was Tammy Fernando, actually, who mentioned yes. that to me. <laughs> Who um, was on a previous diving deeper a couple of weeks ago? So, yeah. Um, well, well, this this catechesis is is by no means you know the only thing that we hope the children receive in the week. You know, we we hope it's just one of of many ways that their faith is nurtured. You know, in the home, in the family, in in family rosary, obviously in uh, mass at the church. Um, at, if there's children's adoration, you know, a time of adoration, that's that's wonderful. All these things um, we, we hope would contribute towards them having a living faith and, and growing in that faith. Pascal, Mary Rakovich, it has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank so how you. do you want can diving I, deeper? Can I just say, um, because I, I obviously can't, can't um, say everything, but there is um, a Catechesis of the Good Shepherd website. So if anybody, anybody is interested... Um, www.cgsuk.org and hopefully that there's um, even recommendations for reading if anyone wanted to read more about it and certainly there will be a list there of training weeks and there's also a CGS USA uh, website um, which um, if anyone is interested they could visit. Yeah. I've been on the website I can uh, <laughs> guarantee that it's, it's, it's a good one so Get on there. <laughs> seek it out. Seek out mm. the catechesis of the Good Shepherd in your community, in your parish. And uh, and if there isn't one, make one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Start thank one. You. Do it. <laughs> Pascal, Mary, thank you so much for being with us. Would you like to finish our program with a little prayer for our listeners? Uh, yes. Thank you, Lord, for every little one that you entrust to us in this world. Um, we ask you to bless their hearts, to um, draw them into uh, a, a deeper relationship with you, to discover all your love for them, and to be able to return that love and grow in this beautiful relationship um, that you seek to have with each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us on Diving Deeper. God bless you. Bless you. Bye.